But here's another plushie for the girls, and the boys get spy gear. And I remember I would have to specify to my dad, ask for the boys' toy. Ask for the Every time I would also ask, ask, like, yeah, I'm with the boy toy. my lovely listeners thank you for booting up that old save file and welcome back to another episode of plot points and pixels i'm your host irene ariano and today we'll be reviewing brianna's lee's butterfly soup released in 2017 on itch.io butterfly soup is a visual novel about four queer asian american teenage girls in the early 2000s as they joined their school's unofficial baseball team. Featuring themes of coming to terms with queer identity while touching upon parental abuse, Butterfly Soup is a visual novel made with love. According to interviews, the game's story was inspired by Lee's desire to see her culture reflected in the media she consumed, noting a lot of the media from her childhood wasn't made with her experiences in mind. Today, I'll be giving my honest thoughts on the game, touching on its characters, art, and story. However, I won't be discussing the game alone as I'll be joined by my friend Caitlin Tang, so sit back and relax as we start another level of Plot Points and Pixels. Once again, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us today on the second episode of Plot Points and Pixels. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good. So just as a first-time guest question, how did you get into visual novels? Um, So we have a mutual friend who introduced us to a Japanese visual novel um, called Your Turn to Die. And then that inspired me to look up on different visual novels. And then just so happened that there was a um, games bundle on itch um, in support of BLM, where it was just like $5 for about like a thousand games and assets. Mm -hmm. And then one of them was uh, a Yuri visual novel called Highway Blossom. And I just happened to be like a huge fan of Yuri or like GL like content of any kind. So it was just a perfect game for me and it just inspired me to keep on going and searching and butterfly soup also it happened to be in my radar yeah so i usually go out of my way to seek out queer visual novels so i'm surprised that butterfly soup had never fell into my radar until you gave me that game recommendation which i really appreciate and that is exactly the game we're going to be covering today So, first things first butterfly soup is a game released in 2017 by brianne Kelly, that centers around four Asian-American teenage girls as they come to terms with their queer identity and join their school's unofficial baseball team. It's a very low-stakes story in terms of plot, but I think that really helps the forecast shine through. There are four characters that you play out throughout the game. So the first main character we're introduced to is Dia Minmin. And then we are introduced to our Arkasha and Noel. And just compliments to Brianna Lee for creating a cast with very distinct personalities that just shine through throughout the game. So just to kick things off, who was your favorite character? Personally, for me, it was Dia. Uh, I also really, really like Dia. Um, just her pure ang- and just anxiety, really, um, navigating yeah. through. Pretty much everything in the classroom, at home, is just super relatable for me. But, I mean, yeah, my favorite of all time is, like, um, Min. I just think that 
how unapologetically themselves they are. They'll say whatever they want, do whatever they want. Also, their whole like tomboyish nature, like, is definitely something that I also aspire to be as a kid. Where it's like, no, I don't want to be the, the princess. I want to be a strong knight. Min's relationship with gender, in particular, was something that hit really hard as a kid who went through a whole. Oh, I hate pink. Pink is for girls phase, you know, where you just kind of reject everything traditionally feminine because you don't want to be put in a box. I remember I was one of those kids who just didn't want to like look at Barbies. I didn't want to dress in pink because the world had kind of like reinforced this idea to me that liking feminine things would make me weak. Mm -hmm. Now I had like a similar phase where just like, no, I like Hot Wheels and I, I literally had like a whole journal entry of why I hated pink, like in the fifth grade for like an assignment. And mm -hmm. just because I thought, yeah, boys stuff is like, just, I, I guess like cooler, I guess. I mean, to be fair, I was reminded of this during the McDonald's scene, but boys often did get the cooler toys and like the Happy Meals or whatnot. Like I remember when I was little, I would literally have to specify to my dad when we would go through the drive-thru. Because I'd be like, well, here's another plushie for the girls, and the boys get spy gear. And I remember I would have to specify to my dad, ask for the boys' toy. Ask for the boy. Every time I would also, also ask, like, yeah, I'm with the boy toy. I think when we do eventually get to Min's perspective, there are a lot of things about her character that resonated with me. Just their relationship with gender. But I also love how, you know, when they were little, they are so unapologetic about their crush on Mia. No, yeah, it's like, Min is just, like, so protective. It's like, uh, anything for you, Dia. Like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what's up. Oh, they're so cute, because one of my, like, biggest weaknesses in general is just the childhood friends to lovers trope. Yeah. That is just one of my favorite things, and I think it's just the romance. It's so sweet and innocent especially when they're kids and it just oh so cute it gives me cavities especially with all the ways you see min try to reach out to nia in the best way she can but not really knowing how to go about it especially when they're little yeah like with her one-sided rivalry with noelle uh, noelle is another character introduced in the novel and she's introduced as Dia's best friend, who Min just has an absolute rivalry with. She views her as a competition for Dia's love, which I find hilarious. Noelle as a character is another character I really like. Man, I really feel for her in those scenes with her mother. Yeah, um, I think it's just that she's the pinnacle, like, definitely burnt out. Like, was a gifted child eventually going to be, like, burnt out? Um, mm -hmm. I think she just sets, like, the, like... Asian-American um, experience where you have like, oh, you can't, you can't go out, get good grades, then you'll do like all this fun stuff. Her mother is just so restrictive on that, on pretty much everything from like, yeah, her grades to her just a complete control on her free time and her frustrations on that. Just something that definitely is like a really common occurrence in Asian-American households. Not to pry, but that an experience you had growing up too not to that extreme but just like the expectations of just oh of course it's just like in good grade or, or like you're you're in trouble definitely but not to the extent i guess of how strict noelle's like parents are 
Uh, I think it's just like, I'm just very fortunate to where it's like, oh, I, I get that A, then boom, I get to play video games or whatever I wanted to do. My free time never really was that restricted, but I know that that's like, Noelle's experience is definitely something that is not like exaggerated or like a comedic effect, but a reality for a lot of uh, kids. But I also like how even despite all these restrictions, Noelle's Noelle has a bit of edge oh, with so her funny. humor. I she's love so her funny. humor and her rivalry with Arkasha. I know. Arkasha actually was a character I didn't expect to like. Arkasha is a character with a very wild personality. They like to be random, very 2017 humor, which I will get to a bit more later. First impression, she was a meme lord, and I was like, oh, depending on how they write this, this can get old very fast. But I feel like Brianna Lee did tell that line wonderfully. So old, a humor. I was worried because in all the reviews I had seen for the game, you're like, oh, it's filled with memes. And I was worried because with humor and trends, what was funny last week could be considered a dead joke by the next. So I was worried that a lot of the humor in Butterfly Soup would feel outdated. But luckily, uh, I think the humor still holds up to this day. At one point in the game, they start playing a kazoo cover of My Heart Will Go On. And I literally had to stop playing <laughs> just to get in. No, it's like, yeah, the humor, if you were like a Tumblr girly in 2010 or something, the jokes definitely will hit devastatingly hard. I wasn't on Tumblr. I'm definitely on the younger demographic there of what Brown Lee was, but like, and honestly, even though it flew over my head, it didn't really bother me as much. It's just that mm. some jokes I got, some jokes I didn't, but still the whole flow was just fine. Yeah, like they didn't rely just on the jokes and the humor to carry the story because there's still very much heart. I guess the main arc of the story, moving on from characters, the main story is arguably centered around Vian Min and their whole relationship, which they're so cute. I cannot state this enough. They are... They give me cavities. They are adorable. I love them. And I think the little pun they introduced with their name, with it being like a diamond. Diamond. Yes. Yeah. That was really cute. I loved that a lot. And I just think lesbians in media in general tend to get over-sexualized a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, just the queer identities as a whole, they tend to get over-sexualized. But the thing is, like any kind of love, queer love is innocent. And I think the relationship Dia and Min have from when they're kids to even as they transition into teenagers, it's just a very sweet, that kind of sandbox love, puppy love, probably the type to get married on the playground as pretend, you know? I definitely agree with that statement of like, when you look at girls love or just Yuri, a lot of the front page stuff you get is like NSFW. So it's good that what dn min's like relationship portrays isn't well of course it's like idealized because it is just a sweet sugary game but like also they act like teenagers they act like kids yeah the way that they think of stuff the way that they overthink like everything about them you see a part of yourself as the viewer in them i think even though i'm mexican i don't have the same experience as you in terms of being like asian american but there's still 
themes and topics that I feel like a lot of players will find relatable. Whether it's the humor these characters have or just the hijinks they get up to. But I just feel like in terms of coming to queer identity and the taboo of it, those themes really resonated with me. Also, if I could just take a moment to gush about the art of the game. I think the art is really cute. And also the UI. When I first started playing, I was like, oh, cool, the camera kind of moves with the mouse. That kind of is distracting. But then when you get to those scenes where you kind of get to explore a bit of the world... Like, you can interact with the objects and the way the, like, mouse moves. So it's like your head is moving with it. I love that. So were there any particular moments or, like, story beats that stuck out to you in particular? I would just have to say, okay, like, I know this is definitely not, like, a story point, as you just said. But it's like, man, this jacket is so cool. It is so cool. Genuinely. It was actually up for sale. You know, when I was doing research for this review. <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw it was on sale, and it was kind of sad that it was all sold out, so I couldn't just drop, like, a hundred on in or something. I know. But I am definitely interested in buying one of the charms if I get the chance. Yeah, really cute. But as you said, I really do appreciate, like, the art. I think, like, just a moment that stuck out was just, like, I I really relate a lot of uh, Noelle and Akarsha's, like, hijinks. Of course, it's like, OMG, LOL, so random, but, like, it works. It's just funny. Was there any particular storyline that stuck with you the most? For me, Min's just resonated with me the most in terms of relatability, just with their whole gender identity. Mm. But I think, surprisingly, Arkarsha's was my second favorite perspective to play through. Just because I really enjoyed Bia's coming out scene through their eyes. Because Arkasha in the game is a character who's technically already out as bi. At the beginning of the game, when we're first introduced to Arkasha, she's like, oh, they annoy me a lot, but I don't know like how to tell them. Only for later in the game, they wind up being the first person they confide to about their sexuality. And I really just appreciated how casual Arkasha was with Dia's coming out, too. In most media, they like to overblow it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a big, angsty point, but for Akarsha, she's like, yeah, you're queer. That's okay. That's totally normal. It's Tuesday. What's next? And I don't know. It's just as wonderful for storytelling as those big coming out scenes are. Sometimes it's the little moments that feel realistic. Like, when I came out to you or when you came out to me, it wasn't like a big, tearful, oh, I gotta tell you I'm ace or anything. It was like, oh, yeah. Amaze. It just legitimately, I don't remember like a big coming out scene. I think yeah, I don't remember even. Maybe we said it like, "Oh yeah, I'm blah 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 blah," but like, I don't remember a specific line where it's like, "I mean, I can tell you something, man." But like, definitely about like how casual that is. I think like an extra context behind Karsha's just overall casualness about her queerness is how she has like a support system. Well, as in just like her parents had a casual approach to her eventually coming out. Just like, we don't care. Yeah, because all these characters, they have very different upbringings. Noelle, her mother is very verbally abusive. She goes on to state like, she isn't a monster, but one plot point that they bring up is some parents just shouldn't be parents. Yes. Do you have any critiques for the game? In general, honestly, I wish I wish it was longer. 
just enjoyed it so much where like i don't think it's like oh it's a perfect game but i really didn't have any expectations on like oh it needed to be this or that i kind of mm-hmm. just played it through it so casually to where it's obviously not the perfect story i guess but like what can you say about really any kind of story but it's just really something that i recommend honestly maybe if i came from a perspective where i didn't relate to like i don't know like i wasn't asian american or if i wasn't queer then maybe there was just like this made no sense or something but i don't know i just really really enjoyed it yeah i really enjoyed it too and i'm really grateful you gave me the recommendation because as a whole i just think the story is very well written if i really had to give it a nitpick though there were some scenes where it just went from like zero to a hundred real quick, especially whenever Min and Arkarsha were on the same uh-huh. screen. And their scenes tended to escalate quickly, like with the locker room scene. It's so cringe a bit because one second they're just talking and suddenly there's a fight breaking out. As you mentioned about the themes of the game being relatable. One thing I did want to share, because when I was doing research for this episode, I had read up on some interviews that Brianna Lee did for this game. And in one interview she had with Tomorrowed, she mentioned how she specifically made this game free to play because it was the kind of story that she knew would have been important to her when she was in high school. And specifically because... She didn't have access to money she would have needed to ask her parents to help purchase her the game if she wants to play it. And obviously, when you're coming from a conservative household, any sort of discussion about queer topics is considered taboo. And that just really resonated with me as someone who also grew up in a conservative household. Like I remember... When I was really, really, really little and I still hadn't quite come to terms with my own identity, gender, or sexual, I remember, do you remember those graphic novels, the one with the girl who had to get her whole mouth reworked, smile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember when I was little, I had fell in love with those graphic novels and the author's work. So when she came out with this new one called Drama, and it was basically centered around a theater kid, I had bought it. And I was visiting my dad that weekend, and I had basically loaned through it, and it was great, and I was really enjoying it. But then near the end, the boy the main character liked turned out to be gay. And they, like, showed him kissing another boy, and it was just him coming to, ter- to terms with that part of himself. And I remember that in my mind, the main thing that I was thinking was like, oh my god, I'm going to get in so much trouble if my mom finds me with this. And I remember just making my dad drive me back to Barnes & Noble so I could return it because I was just so panicked at the thought of my mom finding it. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's fine. Now I got like a bunch of gay in my room. It's wild that I didn't discover this game sooner since it came out in 2017. We were like in our sophomore year in 2017. Yeah. So I think if I had discovered it been it really would have meant a lot to me as a teenager and it still means a lot now but it's like it's like what revolutionary good girl udana where you know if like you had found it sooner oh it would have hit so much harder and like oh, yeah. your mental and space but just before we finish things off is there any other thoughts you wanted to share about the game any final thoughts i would just say for all the listeners out there, there's also a sequel game called Butterfly Soup 2, where it goes into just a lot more immense detail into just the lives of all four of them. 
Also, though, if you're a shipper of Akarsha and Noel, you should definitely uh, play it. So, yeah, endless plug. My name's not Brianna Lee, but you should totally play it. <laughs> also, play Highway Blossoms. So, yeah, uh, play two more Yuri games because they're also amazing. I'll definitely have to check out Highway Blossoms, especially because I know I bought the same bundle you did. So I know I have it somewhere in my game library. I just need to go find it. And maybe we'll cover it on the pod and we can have you back on for it. Let's go. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Caitlin. Thank you so much for the game recommendation. I really appreciated it. Have a great day. I wanted to give one final shout out to Caitlin. Not just for joining us on today's episodes, but for also introducing me to Butterfly Soup. If I could share my final thoughts on the game, Butterfly Soup is a low-stakes, slice-of-life visual novel whose biggest strength is their characterization. The core cast of Butterfly Soup feels so distinctly human that you can't help but root for them, hoping they achieve their happiness in the end. As mentioned earlier in the episode, Butterfly Soup is available on itch.io for free, although you're able to donate any amount to Brianna Lee for the game to show your appreciation. Donations of $5 or more also gives you access to the game's art book, which I consider worth the purchase. So, if you're in the market for a sincere coming-of-age guaranteed to make you laugh, Butterfly Soup is a great place to start. Next week, we're in for a special treat as we'll be interviewing E.L. Saunders, scriptwriter for The Gardener and Sea Fever. Don't forget to save your progress, and I'll see you next week, my lovely listeners.